we recorded an episode with our good friend and club supporter Colin Hanks in the third week of May and had intended for it to come out a week or so later. And in the interim, George Floyd was killed in Minneapolis and other issues became much more important to focus on in our homes, at our club, and in society. And we put off releasing or dropping the interview with Colin until we felt it was appropriate. And we don't want our listeners or viewers to think that in our interview with Colin, because it it predated the social unrest and George Floyd's murder, uh, that we avoided the topics with Colin because it has been uh, impressive to see just how loud and strong Colin's voice on these issues has been on his social media platforms. He has been an unwavering advocate for social justice and to have difficult conversations and to address these issues. All right, today's guest on Shooting the Shot Show with Larry and Harv, uh, Colin Hanks, another actor, producer, uh, director. We are in Hollywood, so there's a, there's a lot of these out there and a lot affiliated with LAFC, um, has been in everything, everything. The more, the more I dive in, uh, the more impressed I am with his resume, Orange County, King Kong, Jumanji, Dexter, Fargo, uh, my favorite life in pieces. I know you have a favorite as well, uh, Larry. Oh, for sure. Orange County, hands down. Hands I down. Thought, I thought it was the other one. What other one? No, you, you had one that you, that you loved. That what thing you do. That thing you do. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that thing you do. Um, but Colin Hanks, uh, you know, supporter of LAFC, frequent on the sidelines, whether you're in the game or warming up, you see him right there on the field level. Um, you know, another staple in this LAFC family that uh, we welcome with open arms, uh, born and raised in Sacramento, and, um, you know, obviously has ties sports-wise to Northern California, but we're bringing him down south and um you know making them part of our part of our own so um welcoming him would be, will be really fun and uh he's an interesting dude it should be a fun conversation hey hey how are you i'm good how are you larry it's good to see you great to see you where uh where are you in the great state of california you uh you posted some wandering video this morning i was definitely going around for sure uh, but uh, I was, I'm back now. Uh, I was in Northern California. Beautiful. I was uh, crushing it, yeah. A nugget that our massive research staff here at Shooting the Shot discovered that I didn't know, and I've actually seen this movie. I was telling Harvey, I have seen this movie gotta be 50, 60 times. You were in that thing you do. Yeah. That, yes, I was. I was a male page at the Hollywood Television Showcase, which the Wonders play at the end of the movie. And I'm in one, one, one shot, one, one shot where I'm just escorting Liv Tyler up some stairs. Um, <laughs> and it's actually funny. This is a great lesson in show business. Um, I had a scene. I had like two or three things that I shot, but like one like moment, like a real moment. And uh, yeah, totally got cut out. So the old man cut me out of, cut me out of uh, my, cut my first scene. Um, and so I was really just sort of like a glamorized extra, which was fine. I had no problem with that. I got to carry Liv Tyler. Well, I didn't carry Liv Tyler up the set of stairs. <laughs> I just it helped her. Um, but yeah, that's true. The, uh, the, that thing you do, which just, uh, we just did like a rewatch a few weeks ago with the original Wonders. And uh, I sort of ended up becoming like the docent on, 
on 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 the filming of that because I was uh, I was there for for quite a bit of it. Well, yeah. speaking of uh, lessons, um, you have you have two daughters, and I <laughs> I just recently had my second, and uh, you're obviously ahead of me by uh, by four or five years. Any any lessons, man? I need some help over here with these two girls. Oh man! Well, it's not it's not going to get any easier. Um, <laughs> although it does get uh, I don't know a little bit more rewarding. I, I, I am I am so glad that I have two girls. Now you're catching me now. Like this is where we set like start filming now and this is like the time capsule thing that you're going to need to play for me in about like five or six years where I'm going to be saying something very, very, very different. But, um, you know, I love having two girls and they are like the sister bond that they have is insane. And I am, uh, yeah, I'm definitely the odd man out literally uh, at the house. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that, just not for me, um, but that is fine because I like running errands and doing stuff when I can get out of the house. So um, you're gonna be fine. You'll be good. You're 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 fine. They're they're kind of wanting to learn how to kick soccer balls and then they, they play soccer. That 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 they're into. But anything else, they're sort of not. But they know that I'm obsessed with sports. So. When the LA Kings win, they know dad's happy. When LAFC wins, they know that dad's happy. Um, so, you know, they, they know that it's a big deal. And, and luckily with the, you know, the Kings and, and LAFC, they're, they, they actually enjoy coming to the games. So they kind of get upset when they don't get the invite, but they love the recap the following morning. The thing that I, that I always hang on to is when she does something like, shoot a basket and you're like, oh my gosh, she's got it. Or throw a baseball and you're like, oh, she's got it. And then the next second she's like, don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, that's it. I've done that. I've done that. Although, here's, here's one thing I will say though. Here's one thing I will say. You are a professional athlete. <laughs> so the idea of you somehow getting tired, I know you do, but somehow I feel like that's not as tired as we get <laughs> I feel like you can run for two 45 minute halves. I, I, I can run for about two minutes before I'm, I'm just done my flat feet, bad knees. I just don't got it. So I feel like you, you, you've got a little advantage, a little. Well, that's what, that's what takes me into your acting and, um, and the preparation. And that, this is something that I wanted to ask is, Compared to, to my preparation, how do you prepare as an actor? Is there like, you know, depending on your role, I guess, maybe diet or you have to get a certain amount of sleep before a day of shooting. Like I have this, these rituals that I go through before starting a game. Yeah. Do you have anything like that? Uh, yeah, actually I do. Um, you know, as I, uh, when I was younger, I would be able to just sort of just like bang it out. I could just sort of show up and, and, and sort of, figure my way sort of through it, which is not to say that I wasn't prepared going in, like having my lines memorized and stuff like that. But there was sort of uh, an energy level that was pretty good. But as, I, as I've gotten older, which I, I phrase I, I don't like saying very often, um, I realized that it is, actually, <laughs> it is actually better to have sort of some of those regiments that, that that um, you sort of put into place throughout the course of the day. And so, um, you know, obviously uh, there's a certain amount of homework involved um, in regards to thinking about the scenes, thinking about what you're trying to do. You always try and come up with at least one idea to kind of bring to the table um, for each, you know, given scene um, along with, um, you know, uh, for a lot of, uh, prep in terms of uh, line memorizing I'll, I'll write the work I'll write the lines out um, uh, the night before just so I can sort of spend some time actually like forcing myself to focus on it because a lot of times just sitting around reading something that's not going to get in in this thick dumb head so you got to sort of come up with other stuff 
Um, but then I've learned some other tricks um, uh, in regards to help for, for memorizing. Memorizing is really the big thing. Um, but, you know, the other, the other aspect of it is, uh, you know, and I think this also goes to the stuff that you're talking about, the, the stuff that people don't necessarily see, is the amount of reading that I have to do, the amount of reading of, of scripts and, and, and things like that throughout the course of a day. It's, it's kind of hard to, to carve out that time um, to actually really try and be 100% focused on reading something that maybe isn't all that engaging or maybe isn't all that great, but you've got you to gotta read it and you've got to really give it a shot. So you, you really try and remain as focused as you can. And, you know, throughout the course of the day, actually filming on set, you know, you try to, you try to conserve energy. You really do. I mean, you try and, and not, you know, walk around too much. You try to, you know, try and stay, stay focused, stay, stay uh, sort of uh, uh, ready because the only thing that really matters is those moments where they say action and then, and then cut. And everything else, it, no one else is ever going to see. And so you got to try and, and do whatever you can so those moments kind of work out so that you can mouth what the drunk person is saying <laughs> while you're in your funny wig. I mean, there's yeah. all sorts of weird, weird so, things like that. So as a guy who, and I know the commitment you made to your appearance uh, as our representative at Fashion Week, you were doing the juice cleanse, you were doing colonics, you were working out like a fiend. You were very concerned about, I remember you see, seeing you beforehand, you were like, well, what are we doing? What's the regimen? Oh, you were A plus effort on that. But as a guy who has, throughout the course of your career, done you know, things all across the spectrum, from you know, Orange County, which is a comedy, to playing kind of a psychotic creep on Dexter, to your role as kind of a very innocent uh, policeman on Fargo, do you prepare differently for the different types of roles or is, is it consistent in the preparation? No, it's pretty consistent in the preparation. Um, you know, I, I'm just constantly trying to find different things. And I'm always shocked when, when people are able to see that there's a difference because for me you know you, you sometimes thing it depends you know it depends on if there's something literal that you have to do within a certain uh a thing so for dexter you know that dude was insane um <laughs> and and so you try and come up with stuff that maybe people will see maybe people don't, but it helps you as a performer to try and get through that, that stuff, to try and get into that headspace. So, um, you know, no, no one noticed, but there's, you know, I spent a lot of time, you know, sort of doing a, a rigorous diet and trying to lose a bunch of weight. And throughout the course of the season, you know, I got skinnier and skinnier and skinnier. No one notices and people don't need to notice that, but it helped me sort of, you know, physically uh, I have something to, to sort of point to that I know where I could say like his body is shutting down the same way that his mind is shutting down and, and getting more and more delusion. So th there are little things that you can do with that. But throughout the, uh, like the, the basics, that day in, day out preparation, there's really nothing, um, nothing all too different. It, it tends to be, be pretty much the same. It's really more than anything else. It's just sort of looking for what the, 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 the piece requires in its entirety and trying to wrap your mind around that. And that can be a challenge for TV because you don't necessarily know. I mean, the perfect example of that was, was actually Dexter. Um, Cause I got hired. They didn't tell me that that spoiler alert, they didn't tell me that that guy was hallucinating a whole other individual. They didn't tell me that I was the only bad guy. And the other guy was uh, was 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 dead, um, and, a, and a figment of his imagination. They didn't tell me that until you know the day before that script was released to to the cast and crew. So you know you try and just whatever tidbits they give you, you just try and, and work towards that. And really, quite honestly, if it's a comedy and you have to fall down, I just now know that you got to stretch beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'm assuming uh, Life in Pieces was one that 
you know, you had your own life experiences as opposed to something like Dexter yeah. uh, that you drew from. And that for, for me and Larry and I were talking about going down your, your whole resume of, of ones that we loved and life in pieces was what was our favorite. It hit us at a time in 2015 when we had our first daughter. Yeah. So even your characters, Greg um, and Jen, was it? Yeah. 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 Greg your and Jen. Characters, yeah. Like that just hit home to us. And, um, we use it to this day, and this is just something I wanted to tell you. It's more of an appreciation. Um, we use that quote of you going to the grocery store when you guys are in chaos. Yeah. And you're saying, uh, hey, I'm going to go to the grocery store. Um, I'll be back. And then you pause and you turn and you go, I promise. <laughs> we use that line to this day, and it's our favorite line. And um, we used it a bunch with our newborn, and we still do to this day. So, oh, that's thanks, awesome. that. we love that show. Absolutely. Oh, thanks, dude. Oh, thank you so much. That I, what I love about that show is I, I, I've never been on a show that lasted four years. So I've never been in a in, in a situation where even as I was making it, I couldn't remember what we did like a few weeks prior, never mind two or three years before. And so even just to hear you give that reference, which I forgot, it's so great to actually find that premise super funny and then go, oh yeah, no, we did that. That was us. That's, that's, that's nice. That, that was, you guys come was, up or was that writers or did you guys like spitball well there were it was it was mostly writers writers were really the ones that generated a majority of the ideas there was um you know there would be certain things throughout the courses of 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 those four seasons where you would sort of pitch ideas um the the biggest one actually was was in the the pilot episode um where uh, we were meeting up to to sort of film the pilot, and you know, there's a lot of things that needs to happen between the pilot and and the show actually getting picked up, <laughs> and the, and someone wanting to make more. And so normally the, the 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 script for the very very first episode is something that is uh, not changed, <laughs> unless it absolutely must be, and. Um, you know, in the in that episode, the characters Greg and Jen, with me and, and Zoe Elizabeth Jones, we were you know we're having our first kid, and there was a, a thing there. I said, you know, I think we're we're missing an opportunity here because I remember when we had our first kid, me and my wife, like we were we were bawling on the way home, like just crying, and we were just like, this is so silly. Like, we're why are we crying so hard? This is so. <laughs> so nuts and i just mentioned that and they're like oh we we have to put that in and of course it was incredibly heightened and, and not really what yeah. what it was like but it was just this funny thing of like me realizing like i gotta be careful how many personal stories i i mentioned to the writers because they're, they're gonna want to like put them in eventually and it was like that for everybody i mean it was like that across the board for, well, for throughout everybody. the show every like every episode i felt like you were like talking to us because we had gone through obviously with that season um our newborn and so it was like every episode we're like oh my god they're so true oh my god <laughs> we absolutely loved it but another one that we wanted to talk about and one of larry's favorites is uh orange county and having grown up in orange county oh. um, I, I have to tell you, man, this is this is one that obviously hits hits close to home. But as I moved away from Orange County and met teammates or went to different teams, everyone that I tell that I'm from Orange County, they're they're like they they go back to your show with the stereotypes. Are your are your parents divorced? Uh, do you have a brother that's you know messed up? Do you, you know, like all the different things? Do you live in Laguna Beach? Like all these different things that are so funny. Do you get that from a lot of people? No, actually, not not too much. It's funny that I think um, what has been so refreshing about that one is like, look, that was a, that was a long time ago. That, that movie actually came out yeah. in two thousand two, um, and so it's I'm amazed that people still talk about that movie. Um, and you know, it's one of those things that I'm really sort of fortunate because that was you know, one of my first really sort of big jobs. Um, uh, and when it came out, it was, it was 
you know, pretty well respected, but it wasn't like a huge hit by any means. But we just wanted to make something that was good. The that cast was, was ridiculous. So. Yeah, and, and, and we had such an amazing group of people in it that everyone was just like, yeah, th this, this, this could be really great. So let's just make something that we could all be really proud of. And, you know, all these years later, people still bring it up. People still talk about it. And, you know, yeah, it may have, you know, played to some archetypes that maybe might not necessarily be 100% fair, but they were most definitely 100% funny. So. <laughs> yeah absolutely and it started it started like a trend of all these like reality shows off of orange county as well that fed <laughs> right into those arcs that you're talking about exactly exactly I, I there you know between that and guesting on an episode of the oc there was a period <laughs> where i wanted to do anything related with orange county but then once the real housewives of orange county came out i said i'm gonna let this slide and I'll, i'm just gonna re retire the retire the crown <laughs> well fun fact and i i'm gonna guess that no one has said this to you about the movie orange county but i was telling harvey the other day that around the time it came out and then it was on dvd my younger son at the time was playing travel hockey so we spent a lot of time in the car yeah. outside of chicago you know, going from rink to rink and tournament to tournament. And we were, you know, forward thinking and swank. So we had an aftermarket DVD player installed in a Lincoln Navigator. And I have watched, well, I have listened to that movie dozens of times. And I got to tell you, even without watching it, it's that fun. Oh, good. Oh, I'll take that for sure. Oh, that's awesome. I've never been told that the money that that a movie I've made sound still sounds funny. There you go. I'll take that. Sure. I'll, I'll Shoot nice little radio play. And I, <laughs> I have to ask one circle back question about yeah. the lovely and talented Liv Tyler. Yeah. So, having worked with her on that thing you do. When she comes to Bank of California Stadium as part of the David Beckham opening day contingent, does she hit you up and say, hey, man, we got to get together and have a drink? No. You know, what was so crazy about that was we had actually lost touch um, uh, for a great many years. And I had run into her, um, I don't know, uh, a while back. Uh, and we sort of uh, exchanged phone numbers, but you know, she lives in, in, in the UK and has got small kids and I'm here and I got small kids and we're all, sort of, we're all sorts of busy. But when I saw that she was part of that contingent, I was like, gotta, gotta have a, a call with her. That's not a, I don't know. I don't, I don't care for that. Um, but you know, it's kind of hard to, compete with David Beckham and, and, and one of the Spice Girls, I, I suppose. Um, but hey, you know, she's only been to one game. So, you know, there's still time to turn that around. I, I shall call, uh, let me, you know, I'm going to mark that as things to do. Yeah, and I think she was sending you a signal because unlike everybody else in that contingent, I don't believe she was in uh, Inter-Miami colors that day. Yeah, she wasn't. Yeah, she was not wearing the the matching suit. That is. Yeah. So, that is so I think she was. She was nodding at you. To, to are they out. gonna? Here's a question: Are they gonna wear a suit in the summer in Florida? Proper's proper. I, I mean, I'm gonna guess yes. Really? No chance. No chance. In this, they're gonna be wearing those Miami Vice like flowing shirts, guaranteed. I mean, they're, they're, I, I say minimum 15 games to Hirachi sandals and some sort of thing. Could be. I don't, Could be. I don't know. I mean, I know he, he knows his fashion. He knows you got to be a slave to fashion sometimes, but I don't, <laughs> I don't buy that really, really lasting. Well, getting into sports, finally. Um, you growing up in Northern California, um, a fan of all things, all sports, Northern California. 
Um, where, where does that passion for sports come from? And you've, you've made, you know, 30 for 30s on uh, the San Francisco Giants. And um, you've done different work with different sports franchises, ours included. Yeah. Um, what is that tie to sports for you? Well, it's sort of a little bit of a complicated thing, but, um, but I think it makes sense when people sort of hear it because on the surface it can be really confusing. Uh, you know, I'm a child of divorce and my dad lived in Southern California and my mom lived in Northern California. And so I would spend, you know, majority of the school year up north and then I would be in Southern California during the summers. And um, weirdly, you know, I didn't really have a lot of sports that, um, that I watched with my, with my dad with the exception of hockey. Hockey was the, 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 the thing that he was like, I got to bond with my kid over something when he comes down during the school year. And we had started going to hockey games uh, over at the Great Western Forum, and I really fell in love with the, with the LA Kings. And then throughout the, 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 the school year, I would still be up in Northern California during the week, and all my friends were Giants fans and, and, and Niners fans predominantly. And so those were sort of where I was kind of at, and because the Giants had gotten me early, um, when I was really genuinely paying attention with my friends, obviously that, that bumps the Dodger blue right, right off the table. That's, that's not necessarily allowed. Look, we're nothing if we're, we've got to be complicated people. We're human beings. It's not, you don't want to just go blanket all the way. Um, but when I'm finally moved down to, uh, to LA permanently, um, to, to, to go to college and, and sort of start my career, it was hard because I really, I only had the LA Kings. That was the only team that I could unabashedly root for and not have any conflicting kind of like, mm, well, uh, I don't know. Um, and so, uh, you know, which actually brings me to LAFC. And one of the reasons why I just hopped on board is because A, it's the best color combo and the best logo in, in, in the entire MLS, in my opinion. Um, well, well, and yeah, I mean, and look, I mean, it's the, uh, it, it's, it, I, I wanted an MLS experience like we have in Los Angeles for years. And I just felt like we didn't have it. And I would go to matches in other cities and I'd be like, oh man, I wish we could do this in LA. We can, but for whatever reason, you know, we don't have that yet. Um, and so when, you know, the club was announced, it said, oh, I'm all in on that. Uh, and really it's sort of, you know, pledging the allegiance to the club and I'll learn about the league and learn about all that other stuff, which is not to say that I'm not a, you know, a traditional football fan. I am, but, um, yeah, the, the LA, LA Kings and, and Los Angeles football club, those are my, those are my LA squads. You know, I'll go to Dodgers games cause I love baseball. But um, unfortunately, I'm breaking the, the one rule that they say in the song where I'm, I'm not rooting for the home team. Um, you know, but hey, listen, I, I can handle any trash talk. That's fine. You talked about uh, the seventh inning stretch. Uh, take me to the ball game. I don't know if you've seen this. Start, cut, bench. I give you three options to start, one cut, one, and bench one, right? Okay. And so for you, because of our, like, like Larry said, we have a, a great research team. Um, we found that you did the seventh inning stretch for the Giants. Yeah, the World Series game. Yeah. yeah. You see, but I, I like your excitement with that, too. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, what are the three that they won? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Then you did the New York City Fashion Week for LAFC, which was I, – I hope you approached this with the same excitement. <laughs> and then you did uh, – I walked that catwalk. Yeah, and then you did correspondent work for the Kings during yes. the playoffs. For one of the, two play one of the two Stanley Cup runs. There you go. So those experiences. Yes. And, and I, I, just by your, uh, your first uh, expression, I think I know what you're going to go with. But cut, start, or start, cut, and bench. All right, well, I got to start with um, – I got to start uh, – take me out to the ball game because that was I mean that was a crazy experience um nerve-wracking uh but but good so I got to do that because yeah it's a world series match and there was it, I had my friends there that were just 
they were just ruthlessly making fun of me. It, it was it was a good it was a good time. Um, so I'm starting that. Um, man, there were a few drinks were involved in that one as well. Say what? A few drinks were involved in that one to to work up some courage. I'm gonna plead the fifth because this is America. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Oh wow, this is hard. This is really <laughs> hard. You can hurt um, your feelings. It's okay. I'm gonna no 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 no. Here's what I'm gonna do, and let me tell you. Let me tell you why. I'm gonna bench uh, the catwalk and LAFC because uh, there's still time. We st we're still young. We still got plenty more experiences to have. And I'm gonna cut um, the correspondence for uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs only because. That was for Kevin and Bean. Yes. We're no longer at K-Rock. Mm. So, you know, I mean, you're going to do the boys like that. I'm going to cut that. I'm going to cut that. It was still fun. Don't get me wrong. I was glad. And I'm, you know, it was, I'm glad the Kings won those two Stanley Cups. And I'm looking forward to them getting back and, and, and doing more. But uh, I had an epic, you know, from 2010 to, uh, <laughs> To 2016, I had an, an epic run where the two teams that I loved the most finally were able to to win. And uh, yeah, that Kings one that I cried. I totally admit it. I, I burst into tears when I saw him win the cup. I mean, that was just an incredible uh, feeling. But I will say that you know, once you have um, experienced that, it's it's kind of hard to gear up for that again. You know, it's kind of hard. You sort of go like, oh, well, I'll, you know, I'll wait for, you know, halfway through the season and maybe start going to the system of games because the, the, the level of play is not that uh, crazy. You know, it's like, I mean, you understand this. Like the level of play at uh, uh, NHL playoffs, it's insane. I mean, yeah, I, I grew up watching hockey as well. I grew up watching the Kings, uh, Marty McSorley, Wayne Gretzky, Lou Groves. Yeah, Totally. Yeah, and, and, and I, love, I love playoff hockey. The playoff, playoff hockey. environment is insane. And once you taste that, that's kind of all you want. That's sort of kind of all you want. And, you know, if you don't get it every year, it gets – it can be pretty frustrating. But what <laughs> I loved about LAFC is that that environment is pretty much every game. You know, and it's not only the environment that, you know, I, I, I'd seen in other places and hoped that we'd like, which is that, you know, traditional sort of football culture that you guys really, you know, took so seriously early on. But it's kind of like that for every game. And so the idea of being able to root for that first one again, I like that. You know, I, I miss that. And, you know, I, I, I would prefer that it ends sooner as opposed to later. <laughs> But I'm enjoying the I'm enjoying the unfurling of that, so to speak. So, well, and you you've enjoyed bringing newcomers to yeah. take in the experience and become converted. The 3252 is the embodiment of community, and it's amazing. It's amazing to be able to experience this. I told you so. You told, he told I me. Told he so. told me this was going to happen. Whoa! Yeah. Oh yeah, because for me that that's that that's one of the great things about sports, especially sports that are not necessarily the top three. Do you know what I mean? For me, it's the same thing with uh, like punk rock or, or, or underground music or something that that you really love and you you know someone else is going to like. Part of it is the enjoying of sharing it with somebody and seeing them go, oh, wow, this is incredible. I've never seen this before. And for years, that hockey was how I did that. For years, people were like, I've never been to a hockey game. And then you, you see them and they go, oh, my God, this is awesome. This is incredible. Um, you know, I remember sitting next. Actually, funny enough, uh, Retta from Parks and Rec, I sat next to her during her first Kings game, which was against Chicago uh, in the playoffs. And she's like, I've never been to one of these games. And I'm like, oh, get ready. And <laughs> she became the biggest LA Kings fan. I, you know, I know like she's just total a convert and she's been, she's been chirping me like, when do I get an invite to the LAFC? Cause it looks incredible because she understands that too. Like when you share something 
an experience like that and it's this whole new world like if you're a fan of sports and even if you're not you can still go to that game and just be like wow i didn't this is incredible that this exists and it just opens up this whole new uh, world of experiences to people. And I enjoy, I enjoy doing. Who opened up this, who opened up this world to you, this LAFC world? We, we were trying to figure that out and we we were trying to put together the connections. We had the the drunk history with the Will Ferrell executive producer connection. Then we (laughs) had the, the Julie Benz connection with Richard Roscoe and Dexter and so we were just kind of chipping away at it, but we just want to hear it from you. How did you? Uh, it's silly. Ideas? So I've told this story before, but it's 100% true. I, I really genuinely wanted to have a, a, a team in Los Angeles that sort of felt like a, a football club that you would find in, in Europe or, or another sort of really football fanatic. And you're type. a huge Liverpool fan, right? Yeah, and, and I'm, Liverpool was sort of the team that I was introduced to uh, in high school uh, that I would, fo- you know, I would follow a little bit. Uh, you know, at that time, it was incredibly hard to find Liverpool games on television. It's a whole lot easier now. Um, but I really wanted to find a, a club that was like that. And, and, you know, I just didn't have it in me to like follow another club in MLS and in, in, in another city that just wasn't going to be it. And so weirdly enough, my family, my, 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 my dad and one of my brothers, we had this uh, game that we would sort of like play sort of which was at the time there was no NFL team in Los Angeles. And we would, we would try and come up with what the hell would you call a new football team in Los Angeles? Like what, what would you name that? Cause it's, it's like band names. It, it's so hard to come up with a good name for anything, you know? And what would you, what, you know, what would you name it? And I kind of won the game by saying, well, I would just call it the Los Angeles Football Club. No one will ever do that. But I'd call it the Los Angeles Football Club, pull a page from, 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 from soccer, from, from football around the world, and just do that. And they're like, yeah, we're weird like that. We're like, can't argue that. The club is announced, and we all went, oh, my, oh, the, oh someone actually did that. And it's, and it's actual football. It's soccer. It's going to be football. That's even better. Okay, great. And then the the logo, and we just went, oh, I'm 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 in. That's it. And so there really wasn't any one particular person. Um, I remember uh, speaking with someone at the social media team through Twitter, and they said, hey, you ever want to come down to the offices and do a virtual tour? And about, I said, yeah, I'd love to. And then a year later, about three weeks before the season started, I said. I think I'll take that real tour now. I don't need a virtual one. They're like, absolutely. And so, <laughs> and is that um, when you put your feet in the water feature up on the sunset deck? That was when I put my feet in the Colin Hanks Memorial uh, uh, pool. That's right. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that plaque and the name. But yes, that was. Well, I was the first. I was the first to do that. I, I don't think many people have. I hope not. I'd be. That's not a good look the end of the game, the end of the games for a bunch of people to be in there without the shoes. Well, no, but you can't imagine that, oh, say on opening night of Bank of California Stadium, when Saman puts that ball in in the 93rd minute, you might be able to imagine a guy stripping down to his boxers and going in for the backstroke. You could he, see it. He deserves the, he deserves the plaque in the name. <laughs> I, that's I'll, I'll give that to yes of course of course but that was I mean so actually if you had to say who's the person it's it's it, Simon I mean that that's 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 who it is because that first game was just that was insane that was just absolutely insane and so that 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 was that was it for me do you ever think about the fact switching back to movie um, but it's related do you ever think about the fact that your father in Orange County killed Richard Roscoe's wife in Dex? Does that bother you? <laughs> that, that every now and again, someone will say that they think it's, it's really strange that uh, in a movie, the 
Trinity killer is the doomsday killer's father. But then when you, you bring in Julie into the mix, that's, that's true. You know, the weird thing with, with Julie is that she was, um, she was uh, uh, also on one of the, the very first shows I ever did called Roswell. And that was actually how I met Julie. And so um, she was incredibly sweet to me when I was very, very young and, and, and starting out. And she was so nice that when eventually when I was actually when I was on the tour and someone had uh, sort of said, oh, yeah, you know, I think Rich actually his wife knows you somehow. And I sort of put that together. And then I saw her at like one of the I think it was like maybe the second or third game I went to it was this great sort of reunion of sorts. I hadn't, I hadn't seen her in a long time. So it's been nice being able to catch up with her at all the at all the matches. Yeah, supremely nice individual. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad Doomsday uh, did not uh, kill her character. That would that that would have been uh, that would That'd been, be awkward. Yeah, it would have been strange. Lot to answer for. Now you, uh, I've already talked about you know one of your quotes, um, but going to LAFC and going to the Fashion Week, and we've talked about it a little bit, and you've alluded to how this is the first team um, that you've wanted to connect with soccer wise. Yeah. Um, in LA and there's any other teams around. Um, take us at red carpet uh, when you're asked about uh, Chicharito and uh, and what you said there. I thought it was brilliant. And <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean I'm really excited that Chicharito is playing in the MLS. It's just a shame that he's not playing in Los Angeles. It's going to live on as one of the best quotes in our uh, short history so far. So, uh, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, this is, uh, I gotta say, Rich, is, uh, Rich is, is nothing if not one of the most persistent human beings I've ever seen in my life. But he had said very early on, you know, when, when you guys asked me, and, and I was really honored, I thought that was cool that you guys, you know, let me represent the club like that. Um, and it was a, such an awesome experience and, and this weird sort of, mishmash of all of these different people from uh, all these different professions going and, and everyone was totally out of their comfort zone, you know, in this sort of fashion environment. But Rich was like, don't get it twisted. The most important thing you must do is talk trash about Chicharito joining the Carson Galaxy. Like you must, like you have to do that. You must do it for, the 3252, like you have to. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to. He's like, no, 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 no. Like you must do that. Like, and it was kind of like, if you don't do that, you're letting us all down. So it's like, all right, all right, I hear, I'll hear you, I'll come up with it. And so it was one of those sort of things where uh, we, we had some sort of carpet after, we're, after the event. And uh, yeah, the reporter just sort of like set me up so perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was like, it was, I just said like, oh great, let me just do this, this trash talk bicycle kick. Yeah. In, in stoppage time and just, <laughs> I mean, I didn't need, you know, I mean, I walked away like with the side glance and everything. Like, I'm not normally one to trash talk, but that, that was just, it, you know, when given good material like that, I, I must step on my mark and, 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 and deliver the line. And, and you did. You did. With, uh, it, it was brilliant. Um, and and true, by the way. Still, still true. For the record. Yeah. Truth. Truth. I absolutely truth. agree. Um, any other questions, Larry, before we go on to the final part? I was just going to uh, ask about, you know, we're all having feelings about, you know, 2020 was going a particular way and then the rug kind of gets pulled out. And I was just thinking about for you, you know, we have in January, uh, you bring Keegan-Michael Key and you have that great moment at the Penurol Friendly where you're like, I told you so, I told you so. Um, and then, you know, you're at, you're at the head table with beautiful, like, camera time at the Golden Globes. Yeah. Dad. And then Fashion Week. And here we are. Are we, uh, are we, are we starting cutting or benching one of these experiences? <laughs> no, I <didn't. laughs> 
everything was rolling. I just, it, you know how it is with me, Colin. It pops in my head and I say it and I can't help it. Um, no, I hear you. I mean, there, there was, uh, it, it was bitter. I mean, I honestly, no joke, I was calling up people on March 10th like asking people who is going to come with me to the game on the on the 11th oh, i think cruise the 11th. Rule, sure yeah i mean i i was i i i was taking calls <laughs> i was rolling calls yeah but you know trying to trying to get people to come out to to the matches because they they all know and i got people who are emailing me saying like hey when's the next when's the next match um and i i was all primed and, and ready to go because uh yeah we were we were considering it was the beginning of the season and you know the the, the cup series w w was just starting i mean i really um felt like we were i was excited for the season i was i was really pumped and 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 obviously you know everything uh that happened in the next 24 hours were surreal i mean especially for our family it was, oh it was, yeah uh, it was is it, it was pretty nuts but um you know, it's been uh, weird. You know, uh, I was actually the other night we were rewatching. I can't remember which. It was one of the one of the Tropico uh, games. Um, actually, it was the the, the 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 first draw against the Galaxy, and, and I was watching watching the game and, and hearing the chants and all that stuff. And then I sort of turned to my wife and said, "God, you know, it almost feels like foreign. You know, it doesn't feel like that." I have a hard time imagining that environment and that experience and getting to have that again, just because the last, you know, few months have just been so surreal. But I, I do think um, more than, than anything else, you know, sports um, really have a way of, of galvanizing people. And obviously, you know, LAFC fans, I think are a perfect example of that. You know, when the club can, can, can be a symbol for something more and, and, and something greater. Um, and, you know, the, the 3252 and, and all the fans have always really bought into that. And, and you guys have always been so great and really sort of embracing that and making that such a core principle and into the club that I, I'm really excited for what those matches are going to be like when, once things sort of get back to normal and, and what that normal is, I still don't know, but um you know, when we get to that point where we're going to be able to walk through uh, those gates and stand shoulder to shoulder, I mean, that's going to be a really powerful thing. And that's something that's only something that sports can really provide. Yeah. And I feel that, you know, in Los Angeles, LAFC is, I think, going to be such a great example of just how important that is and, and, and really give uh, I know it gives a lot of people, you know, something to look forward to, which is what, you know, we all need right now. We all need, we all, we all need something to look forward to. So, um, you know, I'm putting, let's, let's get a, a GoFundMe page going. Let's get shoulder to shoulder, you know, build an iron above the gate. So we walk under it every year and we know what it was that we all went through together so that we don't take it for granted. And let's, uh, Let's play because I, I miss seeing uh, you know I miss I miss the bank and I miss being there and I miss hearing hearing everybody just go just bonk I just I I, I need it I desperately need it Amen. as we all do. Amen. What a suggestion! That that's a great idea. There, you need to make that happen. Um. Okay. I'm I mean, <laughs> I, it's not like I haven't been telling Rich this, so it's I'm I'm floating it. Don't worry, I'm I'm floating it. <laughs> We're on it as soon as soon as we finish here. So. On to the last segment, Harv. Yeah. So I don't know if you've you've watched any of uh, any other episodes of Shooting the Shot. Um, I, I encourage you to do so. Uh, <laughs> but we know that you're a uh, a huge music fan. Uh, yeah. You docked All Things Must Pass on uh, Tower Records, and you got to interview some amazing people: uh, Elton John, Dave Grohl, um, the Boss. Yeah. Um, we like to finish each show out with a, a little bit of a song and um, it's a song of your choosing and uh, you do it a cappella, if you will. And uh, is there any, so even, even take me out to the ball game would suffice. Um, <laughs> is there a song that you can close us out with 
just the just the verse and a chorus, nothing long, nothing drawn out, uh, just to help us close out the show. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, um, all right. I've had to sing some funny acapella things in, in my life when 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 put on cue. I'm just gonna give you just 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 the just the best part of a Bruce Springsteen song. Just just one. Just one little line, if that's all right. That I'm is great. Do the whole thing. And are you going to dedicate this to Bob Bradley, Uber Bruce Springsteen fan? Is he a big Bruce fan? Huge. Bigger than big. I do like Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Huge. Oh, that's, I'm going to file that away. That's good to know. Um, uh, and since this is probably something that maybe uh, he's yelled at you from time to time, Harvey. Among I'm, other things. I'm, amongst other things. I'll just say it, I'll just, cause champs like us, baby, we were born to run. Come on, throw some effort into it, Harvey. Hurry up, hurry up. Come on, you're a professional. Run, you call that a run? You need to be at a full sprint. Football without ideas is nothing. One of my favorite things I've ever heard a coach yell to players, <laughs> football without ideas is nothing. That is, that is as good as it gets, Colin Hanks. I want to thank you for taking the time today. Yeah, boy. And wanted to let you know that um, we here at Shooting the Shot uh, at least I, our family has always been, um, a big dog family. And when we saw that the great Earl Boinkins had passed, um, we could clearly relate. So Harvey and I together with the entire crew, uh, that works with us on shooting the shot, we have made a donation in Earl's memory to the best friends animal rescue and just wanted to do that as a, a thank you and a recognition for taking the time and for all the joy that Earl brought to you and your family. Oh man, thank you guys. That's very thoughtful of you. I appreciate that. That's very sweet. That's awesome. All right. Well, well thanks seven. again, man. Hopefully we will be together in the not too distant future. I'm waiting for it. I'm ready. I'm going to start stretching. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Right, Thank you. Take care. Take care.